How was your first week? <laughs> oh my god, I'm so tired. Honestly, I just feel exhausted. But because it was my first week back, I kind of... It was really... It was just really weird because a lot of the kids I've never seen yeah, their faces. Yeah, that's gotta be wacky. Like, it's the end of the year, but it's the... Like, it feels like the beginning of the year where you're like, I don't know any of you people, but also we're out in a month. Right. There's a couple of kids who I did know and I was like, oh, I know you. And they're like walking down the hallway towards my door. And then there's kids who are walking up to me and I'm like, do I know you? One of mine? Okay, cool. <laughs> Come in. So yeah, that was kind of strange. And it's it's just a really long day, you know, because I'm teaching the same the same lesson six times a day and then four times a day in 22 minute bursts. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least I get to come home in the middle of the day. That's, that's kind of nice. Yeah. What time do you start? 9 a.m. Okay, that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, and then we... Like three hours-ish? Yeah, then? three hours in the morning, the, then... Not quite three hours in the morning, like two hours in the morning, then we have lunch, and then just over two hours, two and a half hours. So it's pretty good. It is a full day, and it's pretty exhausting, but now that I'm back at school, I actually went out and socialized with people on Friday night. I went to a restaurant, Morgan. <gasps> Congratulations. And I sat outside and listened to my friends make music, and wow. it was nice. It was just very strange. And we're going to go and see them tonight at their new house. So that's that's all very exciting. I'm pretty hyped about that. I have, this is going to be the third time I've socialized this week, and that's normally more than I've socialized in a month. <laughs> yeah, especially now when we're not used to socializing four months at a time. Like, Yeah. Even, even in my like regular schedule, it was like, oh, I have to socialize <laughs> with people. I'm like, thing? hello, everybody. Talk to me. I love you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm going to sit in this corner and pet your dog. Is that cool? <laughs> How was your last... You haven't gone back yet. You still... No, we go back on May 3rd. So, well, some people volunteered to go back starting tomorrow, which is the 12th, April oh, yeah. 12th. But that was not me because I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> didn't want to. <laughs> it's going to be twice twice the difficulty yada yada lots of stuff so right we'll see how it goes i am prepared to be inundated with emails of people who are like this happened how do i make it not happen <laughs> like just very people complaining at me and it's like i can't do anything you need to talk to the people in charge there's just a lot of stuff that hasn't been like fully thought through and Including state testing, which is its own whole kettle of fish. Mm-hmm. So we had a staff meeting last week, and it was just a clusterfuck. It oh. was terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be it. <laughs> well, welcome to Are You Serious? A Journey Through Bad Reddit Relationships. I am Morgan. I'm Esme, and this is episode 53. 52. 52. Yes. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself now. I'll stitch that together so it makes it sound like you got it right the first time. Hell Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, it's weird. This week's weird. It's a weird week. Has we had a funny week on Reddit this week? It's been strange. I have, I try not to do this, but it's men behaving badly again. Woohoo! You know, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to avoid sometimes. I feel like this week on Reddit, there's been a lot of kind of close family issues. Yes. And a lot less like romantic relationship issues. And there's been a lot of updates this week. Yeah, a lot of updates. I think people are, I don't know, is it spring in the air? People are like sensing freedom getting out of quarantine, maybe? Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think people are realizing that we're now coming to the end of you have to be in your house and be with the same people all the time. And people are going back to work and seeing their grandparents and aunts and uncles and whatever. And I think maybe a lot of the people who are like, we moved in together during quarantine after we had been dating for two months. Oh, yeah. You know, so they're like, oh, I don't have to continue to be in this relationship in order to get any human contact? Great. Right. I'm a bounce piece. <laughs> yeah, these are all relationship-like style posts, like romantic issues. So this first one is a an April Fool's-themed post. Um I just want to come right out there and say I love April Fool's Day. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this a lot, right? Like, it's really hard to formulate a prank that is funny for everyone involved. Right. 
my favorite my favorite example is I think it was like an old vine or something where uh, someone would pass someone on the street uh, and then the, the person doing the prank would sneeze and it would make the trash can next to them just fly away. That's like a, <laughs> confusing someone is a very good prank. So they would sneeze and then the trash can would like fly away like they were had punched it or something. But See, yeah, that's amazing. Confusing people is a very good prank because it's like, wait, what? <laughs> but harming people or insulting people or making people think something bad. Yeah, or deliberately making somebody feel inferior or stupid is like not cool. And I feel yeah. like a lot of pranks that I have either been the subject of or seen are, are, are about making somebody feel upset or or dumb. My mum loves pranks, but like I just used to stay in my room until 12 o'clock on April Fool's so she couldn't prank me because I just didn't <laughs> want to be part of it. Just awful. Uh, yeah, Reddit has done some like cute. They do something pretty good every, or they used to uh, on April Fools. There was the button I was thinking of. They had a button that was counting down from one minute, and if you clicked it, it would go back up to one minute. And if you clicked it when it was at like fifty to sixty seconds, you would get a red flare for pushing the button. And then if you clicked it from like you know thirty to forty, it was a different color. So. They, it was very much like, are you a presser or a non-presser? It was like religious sex forms. And <laughs> like, I, I love that shit. Like, Twitch plays Pokemon. Oh, Twitch plays Pokemon was so good. And uh, just like, that was like a collective, people typed in the chat the command they wanted. And it was like an old, it was Pokemon red i think yeah and left 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 yeah so like there was one point where people were trying to like get into a doorway and they kept jumping off a cliff and they had to just keep going back up and they jumped off the cliff and then keep going back up and jumped off the cliff or like let pokemon go it was just very it was all hail omanite <laughs> it was very difficult to like name pokemon and people would like come up with fan names for them it was very There was fun. a literal religious yeah, following of one particular Pokemon, and it was just very funny. Oh, there was the Pixel Wall was another uh, April Fool's, which is not very April Fool's-y, but like, it was a big, huge wall of pixels, and you could fill in one pixel. Each user could fill in one pixel. So subreddits were organizing to fill in, like, different images. So, like, the Animorph subreddit collaborated to make like a tiny little Animorphs A icon in the corner. That's good. And I think that's still archived, but the the like final picture that it made. But yeah, there's some fun Reddit little April Fools things. I'm trying to remember the other one that was kind of like first, but goofy shit like that I can get on board with. Yeah. But yeah, it's lots of people aren't creative enough to come up with a good prank. Oh, I think it was World Politics made a rule this year that said that every post had to contain a personal attack. <laughs> Which is oh, very the, funny. <laughs> one of the Star Wars um, related subreddits had uh, you were not allowed to post about Anakin Skywalker literally all day. And if you posted about Anakin Skywalker at any point during the day, you would be like insta-banned or whatever. <laughs> so people were trying to get around it by like calling him goofy names and like changing the image or whatever it was really funny it was very good yeah they call them experiments so i was trying so there's the button the button was good i did enjoy the button i think i i, I made new accounts to like get different colors because i think i did end up getting so it started with red and then orange and then yellow green blue purple and um, I think I did end up getting one that was green, but that was as far down as I got, which was like 30 to 40 seconds. So, and then there were people who were like pressers versus non-pressers. It was very fun. Here's the pixel final draft. I think there's a swastika in here too, sadly. Oh, but they well, might have, some it's people might have erased it. There's a BK flag, it's cool shit. Wow, how did they do? Van Gogh? Look at those prequel memes. Someone, they wrote out the whole prequel memes. It's very good. We'll have to post this. that's so good. This is great. Oh, there's a little Chelsea flag there. I can't remember. There's a Heroes of the Storm. There's a little Rick from Rick and Morty. I see, I see uh, Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, there's Majora's Mask. I see that. I see a Doctor and a TARDIS. Oh, yeah, I see him too. This is fun. Oh, my God, they have He-Man. The Hey-Ya. 
He-Man. They've this got a bunch good. of different pride hearts. Oh, those are place hearts. It's oh, the Squirtle. Oh, praise Lord Helix. There he is. The Twitch plays Pokemon. <laughs> oh, my. Those are good. Silph Road. I see the Sonic the Hedgehog. Batman signs. No Step on Snack. Star Fox. Scott Pilgrim. Brazil flag. Oh, there's uh, Kanye West. I can see the Kanye West one. I wear all, all the pictures of the front of the CDs. Oh, there's a Piplup in there. He's tiny, though. He's a tall boy. The furry's got in on there. I see that. Yeah, so it was purple. Oh, it was purple first, then blue, green, yellow, orange, red. I think I did end up getting an orange, if I recall correctly. Then, and then gray means you didn't click the button. That David Bowie is rented so well. He's a great. Where is it? Uh, right in the middle, next to the Pink Floyd "Dark Side of the Moon," just under Mona oh, Lisa. That is very good, David Bowie. Holy shit! Yeah, this is awesome. This is you would expect good. it to be pretty oh derpy looking, but... The huge Dota sign just above Mona Lisa is also very good. And I believe you could paint over other people's, but you could yeah, only put there's one. Like, there's a huge black smudge on top of, like, just under the UK flag. There's a massive black smudge. I think that's, where they, I think that's where they scratched out the... The swastika. The swastika, maybe. Mm. I mean, that's that very, that's a very Reddit thing, unfortunately. New Ze- oh, the the New Zealand flag, the um, the one from last week tonight with the kiwi with the laser eyes. Oh my god, that fara in the top right corner. Oh, I see a Lucio too. There's a fara right at the top. Oh, yep, I see her, and oh, I see the Lucio, gorillas see. too. Lucio may unite. Oh yeah, right next to them. This is great. We will post this because yes. it's really fun just having a look and seeing what you can find on there. Very high it keeps it good. Yeah. So I don't know, like now they don't really do major things um, every year. They just do kind of like subreddits will swap or whatever. Um, like our trees is a marijuana subreddit and they'll swap with um, like our actual trees, like <laughs> pictures of trees <laughs> or marijuana. Our marijuana is a tr- like posting pictures of trees subreddit so they'll swap it's very funny anyway okay this one is a relationship advice post who and op's husband is 39 okay much too old for this my husband tricked five 11 year old girls into thinking they'd taken a marijuana edible gummies for april first it may have literally ruined friendships and family relations what can i do other than apologize what a fucking idiot We have been part of a very strict COVID pod since April of last year. Last Wednesday, we decided to let our daughter and her four friends have a sleepover for April Fools since Thursday is one of their asynchronous days. It's also close to her birthday, March 29th, but she thought it would be fun to have a pranks day party instead. Her idea was snakes in the can, jump scares, hot sauce tricks, etc. My husband had other ideas. I went to get pizza and was gone for much longer than I'd hoped and came back to two of the five girls in absolute hysterics. One trying to make herself throw up and the other two saying things like, my parents are so mad I'm stoned. I mean, very honestly, it looked like an 11 year old interpretation of what they think it would mean to get high, but something was up. My husband was going around the house saying things like, no, those were just sour gummy worms. I just put them in this bag to trick you guys. You guys aren't really high. You're not stoned. (laughs) It's not clear how he did it, but he put real life sour gummy worms in his gummy edibles bags and let the girls eat them before saying something like, oh god, you guys are eating pot. And the girls freaked out and convinced each other they were now high. I guess he laughed for maybe a minute, then realized he really screwed up. We had no idea what to do, and they weren't getting any better, so we eventually called parents and let them come pick the girls up. One of their parents is my cousin, and she got there first, and was livid and screaming by the time the other parents got there. And that set the tone for the other's reaction. Yeah. The twins settled down when their parents got there. My daughter, niece, and their friend took much longer to settle down. What my husband did was colossally stupid, and I have apologized so many times, but have either received no response or I will never allow my kids around your husband again. Right? My husband is deeply embarrassed, but I think he feels too much shame to apologize. He thinks we're lucky the cops weren't called and doesn't want to antagonize the situation. What else can we do besides apologize to salvage these relationships? relationships he needs to apologize your apology is not enough you did anything wrong yeah what a moron (laughs) i can't even i the 11 is too young for this prank way too young and even if you did this prank you would be like oh you guys are eating pot and then immediately be like haha just kidding you don't just like let them believe that for however long so that they work themselves up because 11 year olds are pretty dramatic 
The other thing as well is 11 is kind of the age where you start doing like drug awareness and stuff at school. Yeah. And drug awareness at school is basically all drugs are bad. They will ruin your life. Don't take them. <laughs> if you if you have a marijuana, it will kill you. And you, yeah, and you will die. <laughs> um, so to do that to a group of hmm, sixth graders. Yeah. That's moronic. <laughs> Absolutely stupid. Like, zero brain cells. What on earth? I just keep thinking about how much worse it would be in England where weed is not legal. Like, he could have been sent to jail for child endangerment. Yeah, if, like, one of them, one of the parents decided to call the cops. God alive. I also feel like five 11 year old girls. Oh, yeah. Stupid. Five 11 year old girls are gonna whip each other up into a frenzy. If it was like one or two, like your own kids, you could probably do it and just be like, aha, just kidding. But not to other people's children. Not other people's children. And like people, like a group of them is gonna become hysterical. <laughs> like they egg each other on and stuff, you know? I'm trying to look at this from the other parents' points of view. And I think if I was them, my next thought would be, well, what if he next time did actually give them drugs? Like, this is not, this is a child endangerment issue, not a, oh no, my husband pulled a stupid prank issue. This is now like, how can we trust anything that he says when he convinced our kids that they had taken an illicit substance? Or even just like how upset they were at it. Like, he very clearly upset them very much. So what's going to happen next time? It makes sense that they don't want their kids they probably had to calm them down you know spend a lot of time having to calm them down and they don't want to do that again it's traumatizing for their kids you can't trust him to give them anything now feed them like yeah god alive that's so short-sighted and stupid how can you be so stupid i'm like mad on the parents (laughs) behalves i'm i'm furious at this man as as a 30 year old woman who does not take (laughs) any drugs i would be furious if, if someone did that to me, if they were like, whoops, you just ate a pot brownie, I'd be like, fucking, I'm never speaking to you again. Do not ever do that to me. Yeah, there's some things that like, and kids don't really know where that line is too, sometimes. Right. So it is your responsibility as an adult who is throwing a prank party for your child. You've got to rein it in. You've got to be like. Age appropriate pranks. Like, oh, we're doing snakes in a can. Right. We're doing hot sauce competition. You know, whatever. Like, we're going to do fun stuff that's harmless and, like, teach them what a good prank is. But this is not it. Yeah, the things that are detailed at the beginning of the post that the daughter asked for are, like, harmless. Fine. Snakes in a can is funny. Like, because it surprises you and it's like, oh, it's it's instant and then it's gone. But, like, that's a... That could scar those kids, honestly. I feel like I'm overreacting a little bit, but I would not trust anything that someone gave me to eat ever again, if that was me as an 11-year-old, as a particularly anxious person. Oh, yeah, like as an 11-year-old, yeah. (laughs) Jesus, what a dumbass. He needs to apologize. Yeah. This is not on the way. He needs to apologize. That's why no one's talking to him. Yeah, like I get you're embarrassed. You should be, but also don't let your wife like handle situations for you why is your wife taking the rap for this and doing the apology tour and he needs to apologize to the kids the kids and the parents everybody needs an apology and the mom like she goes out to buy pizza and comes back to the house for hysterical (laughs) 11 year olds the community gif when troy comes back and like almost exactly it is yeah (laughs) It is that gift in real life. Jesus. I just imagine walking back into your house with like a bunch of pizzas and then there's these 11 year olds like holding their Ah! heads and running around like, oh my God, I'm high. (laughs) Oh, stupid. I'm mad. What what a moron. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And and he's 39. (laughs) Can we throw him in as an early asshole of the year contender? Because this is just dick behavior <laughs> that up there not not hero of the year nope for shame the shame gif of that woman ringing the bell shame <laughs> idiot idiot that's a fun prank you play with your friends yeah right? for like five seconds for five seconds that's not a prank you play on kids for five seconds you don't let them whip themselves this. up into a frenzy and then <laughs> tell them oh just kidding oh just kidding it wasn't really part 
Yeah. He needs to step up and take responsibility for his actions and like write, do it um, intervention style. Just call, like write a letter and then call them all up individually and read the letter to them. Right. Or or do a Zoom call. Everybody is on the Zoom call staring at you. But Camera then, on. And then if they don't pick up the phone, you can always mail the letter to them, right? Just so you can say you've done enough. But this is just fucking hell. This is why I hate pranks. <laughs> <laughs> they so, they more often go wrong than, and especially since like now there's a whole YouTube genre of like, it was just a prank, bro. And yeah. it's like dudes walking up to like white guys walking up to black guys and sa- saying something that sounds like the N-word. It was just a prank, bro. Like in in order to get beaten yeah. up to get views, like it's, it's, uh, it's bad. Pranks are bad. Think about them before you do them. Okay, here's some good prank etiquette. Number one, think about the people who you're playing the prank on. Is this the kind of thing they will find funny or not? Is this something that is only going to make you laugh? If it's something that's only going to make you laugh, it's a bad prank. Don't fucking do it. (laughs) The one I got into trouble for when I was a kid was putting a rubber band around the, like, sink sprayer. Like if you have this separate thing that pulls out of the sink and you put a little rubber band around it so that when they turn the sink on, it sprays them. My mom got really mad about that one. Yeah, because that's funny for you. (laughs) Your mom's trying to do the washing up. Yeah. (laughs) Just, yeah, situational awareness, guys. There's a reason why not everybody's a comedian. (laughs) There's That's what I tell my students. There's two prank factors. It's timing and audience. And, right. you know, you want to make sure that everybody can laugh if it's a prank. Yeah, please never play a prank on me. I will never take it well. I don't like it. I don't like being, like, surprised. Um, I don't like being made to feel like I'm the butt of a joke. Like, please just never prank me. I hate it. If you see me and you're like, oh, that looks like someone to prank. No, it is not someone <laughs> to prank. I will be mad at you. I might punch you. Just don't do it. Yeah. Play it safe, people. Yeah. If you are going to prank somebody, it has to be something everyone's going to find funny. And if not everybody's going to find funny, don't do it. All right. This next one is Am I the Asshole? And uh, I guess trigger warning for child death in this one. Ooh. Yeah. But it's not... No, it's primarily about this. OP's an asshole. And it's an Am I the Asshole post. Check our timestamps in the description. Uh, This, I think we're going to have two, like, asshole of the year posts <laughs> contenders in this Damn. one episode it's got so many like you're an asshole awards too it's crazy okay am i the asshole for telling my wife to stop calling herself a mother oh my god <laughs> yeah he's 26 she's 25 okay. my wife and i have been together for five years and married for three before we got together when she was 17 she was with someone else and she got pregnant she lost that baby at 32 weeks due to the baby Ooh. contracting a lung infection and dying It sucks and is tragic, and she visits the baby's grave every year on the anniversary of its death. I have no problem with that. When people ask if we have any kids, I say no, and she says she had a baby, but it passed away. It makes people feel really uncomfortable, and we've talked about how not everyone needs to know about her dead kid. Our issue arose when yesterday, which was supposed to be her due date, she went and got a tattoo of the baby's handprint and the name she gave it, which she had been talking about for years, and I was always reluctant for her to do. It seems kind of trashy, but I don't like tattoos in general, and posted it on Facebook with a big long caption about how even though she wasn't his earthside mother for long, he taught her so much, and how being his mother was the greatest gift she could ask for. Okay, so I want to note that those two sentences are in quotation marks, and it's the only time he mentions, he uses like- The the gender of the Yeah, instead of it. Okay. I told her to stop calling herself a mother and posting depressing stuff on Facebook. It was almost a decade ago and she's still holding on to it. What is she going to say when we have kids? That she has this many kids alive and this many dead? She told me I was being an insensitive dickhead and it's no different than if her baby died at six months old. She had still held it, fed it with her body, loved it, and created a space in her world for it. She hasn't talked to me since yesterday and slept in our guest room. I feel like she needs to get over it because it was almost 10 years ago and she's acting like it's fresh. Am I the asshole? Edit. The baby didn't die in utero, nor was it stillborn. It was born, developed a lung infection, and died like five days after it was born. Oh my god. Just the phrasing. I like, I, I, 
This one's darker than we normally get, but I just needed to yell about this. Just the for every single phrasing, every sentence is worse. Died like five days after it was born. Died, Died like, like five days it after. A, it wasn't a, a lizard, you asshole. Like, she needs to divorce this guy. Uh, I can't. I have no words, even though I, I wanted to yell about this. Get over the way he talks like it's. it was a long time ago and it should have been forgotten. Right. Like, this is a trauma that this woman has been through. Yeah. She, she, someone said to me once that losing a child is basically losing a person's future that you had already thought about. Mm-hmm. And that can't ever be replaced because you have made a nursery, thought about what they're going to do when they grow up, given them a name, planned, you know, their first birthday or whatever. You, you've, subconsciously at some point thought about all of those things about that child before that child has been born. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that's not there anymore. Like that's gone. This 18 plus years of events and things that you thought were going to happen to you and your child are now never going to happen. So for him to say, oh, it was nearly 10 years ago. She needs to get over it. Like at this point, that kid would be eight years old in school like and she thinks about that. There's no way she can't be thinking about that. Yeah, and it, it he's like it was almost a decade ago and he it's just like yeah, it was it was 7 years ago. Just like the way that he's like, "Oh, it was like almost 10 years ago." That's like why does that matter? <laughs> and then he's also rounding up to make it seem like she's overreacting. But we also have to consider her age when this happened. Yeah, right, she was exactly. 17. She was a literal child and she probably had decided I'm not going to college because I have to look after this kid. I'm going to have to drop out of school. Like all those things as well that were probably coming up in her brain. Like her entire world changed. Yeah. And he, uh, he said that she said she created a space in her world for it. Like, yeah, that's right. exactly like you rearrange your whole future around it mentally and emotionally and around him. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I try not to repeat OP's asshole phrasing, but yeah, like she had created a space for him in her life and that space is empty now. Like, And she delivered him. Yeah, and fed him. God, that's so rough. I, I wonder if she's had any kind of therapy, grief counseling. Yeah, I, it sounds like it is still very raw for her. That's oh, That's rough. And they got together like two years after that happened. So I'm wondering if he has not allowed her this space to process for this time. So she might be nuts. Like she might be unable to process and therefore is still like hasn't been able to deal with it emotionally. Not that you ever that's something you get over with, but you need to process. OP is clearly jealous, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, why would you hold so much internalized hatred towards a child who suffered if you weren't jealous that that person was there before you and your girlfriend still loves that person? And I'm wondering even if he's jealous of, like, the father of that baby, too? Like, that's still a bond that they have. Right. Um, I don't know how involved the father was, but, like, just still something that connects them Damn. so i so we have two asshole of the year contenders i already put him on the list because Jill, how selfish can you be i mean like just you can phrase it better and this was the second post like actually it was the first of two posts basically to this effect this week about like men being insensitive about women losing a child and in both it's not like I, it's, it's not couched in like, I'm worried for her and I want to help her and I'm, I'm like trying to, she needs to get help and I want that for her. It's like, man, she's really annoying and it makes me uncomfortable when she talks about her dead kid, literally the (laughs) phrase dead kid. And so she needs to stop talking about it and get over it. I can't. She's not a mother. Fuck you, my dude. You're God. barely even human. Jesus. Yeah. And, oh, God, the way he goes off about the tattoo. Mm-hmm. I don't like tattoos. Well, fuck you, mate. Because it's not your body. It's got nothing to do with you. Right? Like, that's, that's like, 
I think they're tra- like it seems trashy. You don't get it to say what's trashy for someone else's grief that you've probably stifled for five years, right? And I hope that this is the straw that she is coming to realize that you, OP, are not good for her and that you need a divorce, thankfully, before you did have kids together. Yeah. Can you imagine what a fucking awful dad he'd be? He strikes me as the guy, if she had a miscarriage, he would blame her 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Like, blame her for this issue. I can't believe. I cannot... The audacity also of knowing the gender of the baby and still using it the whole time. The lion, the witch, and the audacity of this bitch. <laughs> Honestly, it's just so awful. Every sentence is I awful. I can't. Like, this can't be a real person. This is surely someone do it ha- with a poor attempt at trolling. Like, this is inhumane. I'm gonna look up this person, but I suspect they're suspended. Ugh. Yep, they've been suspended. No shit. Yeah, well. Yeah. So I've been sitting on this one for a minute because it's a lot, but like, I am way to make it about you. Right. It's nothing to do with him. It wasn't his child. And, you know, he doesn't get to police her grief. That's not on him. Yeah. And she told, it's no different than if her baby had died at six months old. Like, yeah. Like, it's your child that you lost a child. He's like, you only had it for, like, five days. Like, no. She grew the baby inside of her body. Right. Uh, I think that's something that some people, when they have this kind of mindset, is that they neglect. Because the baby hasn't been a real physical thing for them in the nine months that it's been growing. Like, they don't treat it as... Real until... Real. Yeah. The baby's Um, born. And so for him, the concept is is so far removed from the reality of what that did to her and the the way it changed her body and her outlook and all of that stuff. (sighs) Yeah, and he didn't even, like, know her during that time, too. Right. So, come on. Well, anyway, here's some pictures of ducks. (laughs) Pictures of ducks? You got me pictures of ducks? I did. Here's in the chat some ducks. Oh, that is a beautiful duck. Look at that boy. Okay, now I feel better. Now we have pictures of duck. I'm just going to put the duck picture like right up on the screen. <laughs> the mm. title is Before and After Hearing the Word Bread. <laughs> so it's got its mouth closed in the first pic. The second pic has got its mouth open. Like, it's like, give me bread. What's a good duck? There's a pretty cute snake on the cover of front page of iBleach as well, if you're into snakes. Hell yeah, I love snakes. Okay, there you go. Give me that danger noodle. This is our palate cleanser now. We have to have animals. <laughs> yeah. Zoo time. Oh my god, that snake's adorable. I want to see its little tongue. Oh. I, I I hit a big milestone, speaking of animals that some people are afraid of. Uh, mm. We were watching uh, Um Actually, and they had pictures, and it was like their Halloween episode. So they have six pictures of spiders, like close-up big pictures of spiders. Mm-mm. And I, I, I squint, I took, I closed one eye, and I... Uh, made a tube with my hand and I looked through at the spiders with my one eye open so that they were very small and distant and I looked at the spiders. Oh, I, I applaud you because I'm not <laughs> dealing with that shit. Oh, God. I mean, especially because some of them were like bulbous and gross, but <laughs> one was they were mostly fuzzy. Like the I don't like fuzzy spiders. I don't like any spiders. <laughs> <laughs> so nasty. I was less bothered about spiders when I lived in a tropical country for a small amount of time. Like, because my, my thought process was, well, this is where they live. This isn't where I live. This spider's outside. So on your way, disgusting spider, I have no quarrel with you. But, <laughs> oh, I hate... This is a continuing problem I have because I play a lot of fantasy games and every single goddamn fucking fantasy game has some kind of giant goddamn spider in it. Yeah. So can you give me an arachnophobia warning, please, before this thing shows up on my screen? Because it's hideous and I hate it. And I hate them alive. I hate them dead. I hate them still. I hate them moving. I hate them imaginary. I hate them real. I hate them furry. I hate them... <laughs> just, just don't on a train. in front of me. I hate them on a plane. I will not look at them, Sam. Leave me alone with this spider fucking bullshit. <laughs> I don't I, want it. Was it the... What was the game that just came out? Uh, The Garden One. Yeah, it's like a borrower's, like, Honey, I Shrunk yeah. the Kids style. And it has, like, a spider slider. So you can just make it a... Sp- the spider is just a sphere with eyes. Yes. That's, <laughs> Two that's eyes. what every game needs to have. Mm-hmm. Skyrim, give me a spider sphere with, like... I'm sure you could probably know, get a, a... A rainbow on the bottom. A mod for that. 
Ugh, because fuck, I can't deal with that shit. Every goddamn fantasy game. Can we not just stop with the giant spiders, please? Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's done to death. It's hacky. Like, just... Give me something else. Make something up. No more giant spiders in, in video games. Yeah. Hashtag Great. hacky video game spiders. <laughs> All right. So these next two I have are, are crazy wild. Um, okay. This one's a relationship advice post and uh, OP is 29. Her husband is 30. Okay. My husband faked having amnesia for longer than he actually did. Okay. <laughs> I've been married to my husband for five years. Two years ago, my husband got into a horrible car accident, which caused him to temporarily forget the previous year of his life. We were in the middle of a divorce, which he initiated, but since he couldn't remember it, his family expected me to just pretend things were good between us until he recovered. I agreed for two reasons. (laughs) One, I did still love him, so I wanted to help him as much as possible. And two, we had an agreement that I would continue living in our marital home with our two-week-old baby, and the thought of moving with the baby was overwhelming at the time, and I couldn't stop him from moving back home, so I didn't really have a choice but to deal with it. Things were incredibly difficult when he first moved home. I felt like he was stabbing me in the heart each time we interacted with each other because he was the kind and loving man I thought I had married again. But I knew once he got better, we would be getting a divorce again. The worst part was he seemed to love our son very much and was constantly talking about how he would do this and that for him. He also asked me about my pregnancy a lot and he kept asking me if he was a good husband to me then. I had to lie because the whole reason we were getting a divorce was that when I found out I was pregnant, my husband suddenly decided he didn't want to ever have children and he wanted me to have an abortion, which I refused to, so he filed for divorce. (laughs) (sighs) As far as I was aware, my husband had amnesia for about six months. He only started remembering when things between us were already good and I had practically forgiven him for everything that had happened before. Recently, my husband and I announced that we were having a second child to his family. A few days later, his sister-in-law, quote, Evie, called me and told me that my husband and his family had all lied to me about how severe his amnesia was and for how long it lasted. According to her, he started remembering things a month into moving back home, but he was in denial because he couldn't believe he would behave like that towards me. It was my brother-in-law's idea to pretend he still couldn't remember because they believed I would keep up the charade as long as I thought he was unwell and it would give my husband the opportunity to prove he can be different. Although I don't believe Evie's reasons for telling me were entirely selfless, as she has been having problems with her husband and my in-laws for a while now, she claims she was telling me now because she thought I should know the truth if I was going to tie myself to him for even longer with a second child. I believe her story because she has sent me screenshots of conversations between my husband and his brother. When she first told me I was so furious I was going to immediately confront my husband, but by the time I had an opportunity to confront him a few hours later, I had become numb. I've known for three days, but each time I think I should say something, something about it, I can't. I believe part of this is self-preservation because things have been very good between us for the past year, and to think that the good times won't last is just devastating. What do I do? I'm happy with my husband and relationship, so is it even worth saying anything at this point? What a doormat. What? Like, it's terrible that he had a bad car accident and that he had amnesia, and that's all awful and I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But to then use that to get out of your shitty previous behaviour. The only thing I can compare this to that I also have the same problem with, problem with. I play a lot of Destiny 2. I'm Destiny with my friend. There is a character in Destiny who did a whole bunch of shitty stuff, including murdering our favourite character, <laughs> his favourite character, in cold blood. Right? Which, the cutscene you had to watch, and you spent an entire kind of game arc finding him and enacting your revenge on him. (laughs) Well, it turns out that character is still alive, but has amnesia. Now, everybody else can remember all the shitty things he did, but he can't remember any of them. And now, for some reason, everybody, including the player base, has forgiven him for these (laughs) things. Uh, no? Just because you can't remember doing something shitty doesn't mean you didn't do the shitty thing and everybody should forgive you for it. Using your amnesia to then get out of the shitty thing that you did is the height of aggressive manipulation. And lady, you gotta bounce. This whole family sounds fucked as shit. Wild. What? She's essentially playing house at this point. Like This, this whole reconciliation has been built on a lie. And it would be one is, thing if he came to her it. and said, I, I regret what I've done and, you know, owned up to it and said, actually, like, I just panicked, you know, because the pregnancy and all that, you know, and owned up to it and apologized and did better. 
but instead he faked amnesia. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if he faked the am- like it was all fakes. I mean, it, you can lose recent memories with head trauma, but I wouldn't be surprised if he exaggerated how much, even to his family, where he says he only had amnesia for a month. I wouldn't be surprised if it was that was also exaggerated. If he came to her and said, I've started remembering some things that I did, and I honestly can't even believe that these things are true because I don't feel that way now. Can we talk about it and like discuss how this happened and how we can go forward? Because I don't I don't wanna have this divorce anymore and I do wanna have this child. And, you know, forgetting those things has allowed me a better appreciation of what I have. That's a good apology. <laughs> Yeah, and also head injuries can cause long-term personality changes or right. just if he could have been like I almost died and now, you know, and now, you know, realized this is something that I want now. Yeah. But just pretending that it never happened and allowing your wife to have another baby with you. Yeah. That's rough. That's, that's almost sexual coercion. Which is a crime. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because, like, sex under false pretenses, right? Like, Right. Yeah. He's pretending to be somebody else. And she's believing that she's, she's doing something for him as somebody who's recovering from a head trauma. It feels like something Barney from How I Met Your Mother would do. Fuck. That character is <laughs> I have so many problems with How I Met Your Mother. It's just... Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. It's it's uh, a little problematic. Doesn't hold up. It hardly even held up when it was recent. Yeah, right? Like, stuff happened in that show and I was like, really? Are we going to get away with this right now? Uh, same reason why I can't stand the Big Bang Theory. And you can at me about this because I will go off on it. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, um, the, the Big Bang Theory is a show about smart people for dumb people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a show about people's perception of what nerd culture is like, who pe- who have never lived in nerd culture and, and do not understand what it's about. And the butt of half of the jokes is, ha ha, this guy is on the spectrum, isn't that funny? Yeah. Oh, this guy can't get a girlfriend, so he masturbates to a picture of a woman breastfeeding her child on the front of a comic. That's, that's where I drew the fucking line. That's where I was like, I'm going to stop pretending that this thing is okay. It is not okay. By the way, everybody should read Saga, produced by Image Comics, um, written by uh, Brian K. Vaughan and um, drawn by, oh gosh, who is it? Fiona, uh, what's her last name? Can't remember. Kavanaugh, I think. Um, Amazing, heart-wrenching, huge, sprawling, historical, amazing science fiction adventure, uh, which will make you cry and scream and want to rip your hair out, but it's just incredible. It's so very good. Um, I have them, so if you want to borrow them, you are quite welcome to do so it will it will ruin your life morgan well that's literally like so you mailed me three books i read two of them Mm -hmm. so far and both of them are just very depressing welcome to my bookshelf (laughs) (laughs) and i have yet to read the oh i mean you know the last one is never let me go which i've seen the movie so i know that it's uh horrendously heart-wrenching so Mm -hmm. i'm just chilling on that one (laughs) yeah just take it in like small small sections yeah um, you will enjoy all the notes that I've written in the margins. I might read Lessons I Learned from Mario's Butt first. Oh yeah, do that. <laughs> have, a, have a palate cleanser. That's a, that's a smart thing to do. But just, oof, uh, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Yeah. And it's weird that, I mean, I, sh- so screenshots can be faked, right? Right, yes. She needs to confront him about this. And, like, I think it's very worrisome. She says I had become numb a few hours later. That's, like, dissociation. I'm not sure this is a situation where I would recommend couples therapy because he's already proved himself capable of manipulation. Well, maybe. But there needs to be a mediator when this conversation happens. Yes. Yeah, mediator, not not necessarily therapy. But also, like, you when you confront him, you need to... You need to, he needs to hand you his phone. If he claims that these are fake screenshots, he needs to be able to hand you his phone unlocked and have you go through it. If he delays or stalls in any way, then that's a nope. This needs to be a surprise conversation, I think. Oh, yeah. So that he doesn't like, have time to uh, delete screenshots. Yeah, or like delete an the... intervention. Yeah. And there needs to be somebody that you both trust present. Not one of his family, not this sister-in-law who definitely has her own motives for sending this fucking thing. Why would you not have told her earlier, you dumb bitch? And it, it needs to be, you don't talk. Right now you listen. This is what I know. This is my evidence. 
confirm or deny. Yeah. Because um, she, she, OP admits that Evie has motivations, so it could be yeah. fully fake screenshots. And so if indeed he is telling the truth, then he needs to, like, prove it then and there, you know? That's a kind of wild thing to lie about, though. I like, mean, yeah, amnesia usually doesn't, like, it usually clears up pretty quickly, if at all. Mm. I mean, I feel like I, I need to go back and re-listen to the Sawbones episode about amnesia. <laughs> but the way that Evie's story sounds more realistic to me, of it yeah. like clearing up after about a month. Yes. And he should have said something then. Like there's so many things that you can say to make it okay. Like it's not like this was unsalvageable unless he kept faking his amnesia, you know? Yeah. I think the other part of the problem is she was just so willing to believe it because she was still in love with him and she didn't want the divorce. Yeah. I thought I would 100% not have sex with my husband who, <laughs> before a car accident... And told me he didn't want to have kids. I sure as hell would not have done it unprotected. But the thing is, too, that he's putting his money where his mouth is. Like, he's taking care of the baby. He's being a loving and attentive father. It's not like he's just... But as an actor. Yeah. Like, how much of that is, is him actually being sorry and wanting to make amends? And how much of that is, oh shit, I fucked up and I have to do this now? Like, this is the problem with, with the idea of faking it, is how much of this is now faked? Yeah, now- And he's just fallen into a, a a rhythm which he finds more acceptable. Yeah, he he's ruined his trust now. Yeah. And so even if he is changed, it's not likely that she's going to believe him because of his previous lies. True change needs to be honest. It can't be built on a foundation of- uh, self-interest or manipulation, which is what this is. Both of these things. This is better for me now. I'm going to continue to lie. No. Yeah. They need to have a conversation. And it really sucks that she's pregnant again. And I hope that she gets therapy, like individual yeah, therapy. Needs, she needs to be in therapy. She needs to talk to a lawyer mm-hmm. before the conversation also. Yeah. So. Get all your ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Oof. this last one is... I believe incomplete. I actually found this on some website that I'm not going to name because it it's one of those ones that just compiles Reddit stories. And right. I cause, and the only reason I used this website was because the original has been deleted and the Wayback Machine and stuff aren't working to recover it. So uh. that's why I used it. Um, OP is 34 and his wife is 30. I found a notebook my wife has written. A whole novel detailing made-up scenarios in which she gets revenge on female friends of mine. So this is what I have. And then I also have one comment um, from an OP that wasn't deleted. I started looking through some boxes and I found this notebook buried under a bunch of old sweaters. I had never seen it before and it was really odd to find it here because like I said, she keeps her notebooks in her study. I was curious, so I started reading. The novel starts out with her finding a wishing stone which grants her any one wish. She makes a very specific and detailed wish to become high queen of the entire world with everyone reporting to her while still allowing every nation to have their governments and rulers, but she can tweak their laws as she wishes. She ends up living in a grand palace and meets with delegates from every country to discuss the world's events and to yay or nay certain rules or policies being enacted. I was enjoying the story thus far. Then she meets with the head of her black squad, a squad of trained assassins and kidnappers. She commands her black squad to kidnap women who have been in my life romantically and platonically. She kills off my exes after pages of psychological and physical tortures. What on earth? She ruins the careers of platonic friends and makes their families shun them and drives some of them to commit suicide. The only people she doesn't target are ones she deems to have been respectful of our relationship, which according to her, this means dressing appropriately around me liking Facebook pictures or statuses that have both of us in it instead of just me, and keeping discussions of their personal lives to a minimum. That's the end of the (laughs) excerpt that I have. The comment, top comment surprisingly, says, it sucks that you found that. It's natural for people to have thoughts they would never say out loud and would never actually do. Many people show their insecurities, some people see therapists, and some people write about it. If I were you, I'd just forget you found it and write it off as a therapeutic novel. I've written some dark shit just to get it off my mind. And OP says, yeah, I thought of it like that too. I used to go to the gym just to vent off steam. It doesn't mean I want to go outside and beat people up. I guess if anything, I should maybe talk to her about the extremity to which these girls bother her. Okay. Let's just 
Let's take a second. If you find a notebook that your partner has been writing in, or a Word document, or a Google Doc, or whatever, leave that shit alone. Yeah. It's not for you. That's number one. Not that I'm excusing anything that she's written, or, you know, whatever. That's not for you. If it's written down and it's never been spoken about, it doesn't exist. Don't read it. Leave it alone. But honestly, that is worrying. Yeah, the extent to which it's detailed like, and realistic and stuff. Like, it's actual names of people. Yeah, I was gonna say, she's using their names and not using fake names or whatever. The part I would like to talk about is the only people she doesn't target are the ones she deems have been respectful of our relationship, which according to her in this book means dressing appropriately around me, liking Facebook pictures or statuses that have both of us in it instead of just me, and keeping discussions of their personal lives to me, to a minimum. So that's that's it's the worrying part to me. Yeah, that's that's the bit that is the worst. Is this is not just a venting of her fantasies. This is her guidelines for the control of her husband and his relationships. Yeah, and that's not good. And I'm very surprised that that's the top comment. That is the very top yeah. comment. Like, this is torturing people and driving mm. them to suicide. That's mm-hmm. I'm describing it in pages and pages, he says. That's not normal. Um, I'm going to see if I can find the whole thing, because I think I have a Reddit saving website somewhere. Just, I mean, in this situation, there's two hairy problems. One is that... He read her personal writing, which, yeah, just don't do that. That's not very nice. And he's going to have to fess up to that if he wants to have a conversation with her about the extreme hatred that she has for any other woman in his space. And then the other hairy issue is, of course, the extreme hatred that she has for any other woman in his space. Yeah. I wonder if this extends to, like, not close family members, too? Like cousins, maybe? Yeah. Because this is like platonic friends. That's also wild. Some people are just so incredibly possessive and they can't imagine that anybody would want to have a friendship that did not end in sex. That's worrying. Come on, way back machine. (laughs) You can do it. Damn it. Fail. Okay, (laughs) I tried. But yeah, that's what we got. She has hidden it though. So I think she understands that the thoughts and feelings that she's expressing in this novel are wrong because she stuffed it in the bottom of underneath yeah. a bunch of sweaters and whatever. Yeah, I would say this vastly depends on what her behavior is in real life because those boundaries that are in this, they're controlling. Like the mm-hmm. Facebook thing, dressing appropriately. You shouldn't be worried about your spouse having to dress appropriate, like having to have people of the opposite sex dress appropriately around them. Yeah, that's that always kind of makes me half laugh. It's like, what? So you're with somebody who can't control themselves? Yeah. And you're worried about that? That's like, you don't trust him? And also, how old is this? Because if it's like from Mm -hmm. when they, when she was like 18, so it says she's 30, and it doesn't say in this info I have how long they've been together. So if it was, you know, she was 18, that's possible because... People who are 18 are, are insecure, and you grow from that point, but... And the, the, the kind of initial wish-making is pretty childish. Yes. Right? I want to be queen of the whole entire world. This is like baby's first novel. Yeah, it's, it's not the kind of thing that a full-grown woman who was writing a revenge novel would start with. <laughs> if that's yeah. like I am the queen of the with. world. This feels very purely like fantasy. Yes. Not anything serious, but yeah, I would be concerned about how she behaves in their actual relationships. And if she is in fact kind of penting up these jealous feelings, maybe she needs to deal with that in a more healthy way than being like, I'm gonna murder everybody that you've ever talked to with boobs. <laughs> Oof. Oof, Aronis. That's uh, that's not good. Let me try one more thing here. I'm curious about the rest of the comments now. Now I can't see it. I'm curious about it. (gasps) Okay. Oh, you got it? Maybe. I got it to load. It still says removed. Yeah. The Wayback Machine didn't do it. Let me try one more. I have one more. 
recourse, but I think that that mirrors down. Nope. Yeah. The post got removed, but the post is... The comments are still up. Here you go. Let me see the comments. I'm kind of curious about the comments. Hijacking top post to vehemently disagree. I am a writer. I'm a horror writer. It has never occurred to me ever in my life to put someone I actually know as one of the victims in my stories. Yeah, that's... I have never written in a hateful way as somebody who's been writing for 18 years now about somebody who I know in real life and wished wished awful things upon them. I may have thought them uh, occasionally, like, man, I wish this person would disappear forever. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're going to think that eventually about some people. <laughs> but I've never sat down to write and gone, ooh, I need somebody to die horribly in my novel. Mm, let's just put x person in there that'd be great okay so here's a comment the third one down second reply to the to the top comment people think it would be cool to read people's minds i'd feel bad for the sorry soul forced to listen to all the horrible shit people are saying in their minds if my friend is looking over a cliff i may think about pushing him off the cliff and playing it out in my head it doesn't mean i'd actually do it i may see a hammer lying next to a coworker and think about hitting him in the head with it but i don't doesn't mean i would they're just impulsive thoughts okay the problem with that is both of these examples are when you are seeing, like, you're in the moment, intrusive, right. impulsive thoughts. Those are normal. I'm on the freeway. I think about what it would be if I just jerked the wheel into the media. Like, you're in that moment thinking about what would happen as opposed to sitting around fantasizing about it. Stewing in it. Yeah, when they're not present. That's completely different. That is, like, she is coming up with these while they are not there. There's another comment further down that says, um, going to the gym is pretty different than writing torture porn. You yeah. get upset, that gives you energy, you work off the energy doing something constructive, you dissipate the anger rather than feeding it. On the other hand, she's writing her anger down and creating a permanent record of the anger, feeding it and indulging it. No writer has everything in their head before it's on the page. Her revenge fantasies are considerably more detailed and elaborate than they would have been in her head, and it's there to feed her anger every time she goes to write another entry. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's 100% agree. Going to the gym and, and venting off is constructive you go you have that time and then you forget about the things that made you angry right yeah this is almost like she's taking photographs of the the slights in her head and keeping a little record of them it's like the burn book in me <laughs> yeah yeah except worse than that yeah it's not doing something unrelated like going to the gym punching a punching bag whatever getting it out like this is exactly what that person said making it more elaborate recording it it is doing an action to kind of permanent permanize these kind of fantasies that she has and it like builds those thought processes and makes them stronger as opposed to like finding a way to get rid of them right there are so many people in the comments saying oh this is probably okay like no. I cannot believe- This is from four years ago. Just the amount of people who are like, this is fine. And there are a couple of people who are going, people in this thread who are saying this is okay. Are you all right? Yeah. And someone's like, I hate to be that guy, but imagine if the gender roles are reversed. Yes. And a lot of times that shit's stupid. But uh, this person put, I found my husband's notebook where he meticulously tortures and murders all the other men I've ever interacted with platonically and romantically. Like, no, this is, yeah, this is next level stuff. So he, I don't actually know. Should he talk to her about it? Should he, should he leave it alone? I think he, it depends on if it's paired with other red flags, right? Right. It, 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 on its own, it's an isolated, disturbing incident that maybe if you can write it off as this is just where she vents, then you could probably get past it. But if this is coupled with every time you go out, she's saying stuff like, oh, I noticed Jennifer was really looking at you tonight. Yeah. Then that's a problem. Or asking to go through his phone. Mm-hmm. Um, asking who's going to be somewhere before he goes and then saying, no, I don't want you there. Like, that kind of stuff is red flag bounce. Um, but if this is isolated or it's something that she's been working on for years, let's say she used to be like this when they first dated and they had a conversation like, shut that shit out. Yeah. And this is from that time period and she's better now and she doesn't behave like that anymore, then it can probably be ignored. Yeah, exactly. But if this is a pattern of obsessive behavior and controlling behavior, then it needs to be addressed. Yeah, agreed. And presumably he can tell approximately when it was, but yeah, maybe maybe also put some feelers out. <laughs> 
Also, you know, I, I presume he knows kind of when it was because of the people involved. Yeah. It's kind of hard when you don't have any of that information hanging around. <laughs> yeah, so I think if if this is paired with other red flags, talk to her about it. If it's not, put it away and pretend you never saw it. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. It sounds like that's what he's going to do in the kind of flippant way he responds to that top comment. Yeah. So hopefully that means good things. Yeah. I hope it doesn't mean that your wife is really disturbed. Um, yeah. I had a student before write some really horrible stuff because, oh yeah. I mean, this was in seventh grade and I talked to her about it and I was like, I can't give you a grade for this. <laughs> I Yeah, I have also done that previously. Had a kid write something disturbing or worrying and just sat down with them and said, I'm not going to grade this because this is not, you know, it would be like grading your journal and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. But are you okay? Do you need help? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and oftentimes the kid will start crying and you'll be able to figure out where it's come from and, and if you need to call somebody else, get someone else involved. But nine times out of ten, they're just venting frustration and they didn't know how else to ask for help. Yeah. This, uh, in this case, she liked horror and, like, being edgy, but didn't really know how to do it in a meaningful way, and instead was like, I'm just gonna put the most depraved shit that I can, and that's art. she was just like a boundary thing you know she hadn't figured out what's cool yet and i was like it i told her like it's very good that you i am your teacher that you happen to give this to because if it was any other teacher uh you'd probably be in trouble and the difference with those kinds of situations is the kids write those things knowing you're gonna see them yeah it's not you know i'm gonna write this and hide it and this is my deepest darkest thoughts and, and i don't um so it is a cry for help Like, if she'd have written this journal and left it on the bedside table, and it was her way of asking for help because she can't control these jealous feelings that she has, that's different. Yeah. Yeah. We we need more information. More info, please. Yes. I... Okay, so that's... (laughs) I was going to do a different subreddit of the week, but I think this one will be good palate cleanser for these. So the subreddit of the week will be our zoomies. (gasps) <gasps> Here's the top of all time. Yay! It's the good shit. Um, Neo does very funny zoomies. Oh my gosh. The second one down is a dog with a GoPro. Oh my, God, oh my gosh. Jumping into the lake. That's so good. It's like a frisbee looking thing with, oh, a, yeah. with a GoPro attached to it. And you can see the dog's eyes looking around at different things <laughs> and just running around the yard. It's very pure. And then there's Aww. a pony with a... I don't know. What tiny pony? (laughs) It's got one of those little, like, I don't know what those are called. Like a vest. The covers that you put on horses when they're in the stables. (laughs) Oh, I can't remember what you call those either. This is the best. I love seeing A lot of horses. Lots of horses. That squirrel. Oh my god. (laughs) That horse is happy. So yeah, there's happy animals running around, essentially, is this subreddit. Yay! Dog being happy happy that owner is home. Dog being happy to go into lake. Dog being happy that it gets to go into the yard. Dog being happy to give her another water bill. (laughs) Dog getting adopted. Oh no. Adoption zoomies, yes. Oh, a guy came in and said, show me who's been here the longest. And it was, of course, a pit bull. She's so pretty. Pit bulls can be great dogs. You train them. Oh, oh my God, that big fluffy. It's mostly just doggies. But I like that. Cat zoomies are also very good. I do enjoy the cats. <laughs> yeah, I should put uh, Cora zoomies on here because she's very funny. Sometimes she'll just be very excited for me to open the cabinet so she can go in. <laughs> this dog with like a quarter inch of snow is very excited. <laughs> Neo gets post poop zoomies. So <laughs> I'm so happy light. to be light that he starts going and then running around up and down the stairs into the wall. Very good. God, the ski zoomies boy. God, that's so good. Yeah, I figured it would be a good um, palate cleanser. Oh, a puppy got a puck, hockey puck. So yeah, check out this subreddit. Our zoomies. It's very happy oh, animals. There's one of a kitten. Chasing a puppy, like, Scooby-Doo style around the hallway. That's very good. I see a sheep. Sheep zoomies? I don't know sheep who gets zoomies. It's called Can't Sleep Counting Sheep. <laughs> this is all good. A lot of dogs digging some snow. Armadillo zoomies. O- old gentleman zoomies. This dog is 18. Oh, so excited. Yeah. Very happy. So good. We love the zoomies. Yes. Capybara. I love capybara. They're the dumbest animals, and they're great. <laughs> Chewing on dog fur. Good stuff. Good stuff. 
Okay, I needed that. <laughs> All Shit. right. You can send us some more eye bleach. <laughs> send me some more eye bleach at Morgan underscore Slay on Twitter. Or you can send us your favorite pranks that aren't evil at are the letter you the word serious pod on twitter or email us at are the letter you the word serious pod at gmail.com uh you can come and fight me on twitter about whether or not the big bang theory has any merit at all at uh esme underscore c underscore nose as in those sorts of things you can also find us on facebook the letter r slash the letter u serious podcast i'm gonna go hug my cat to the yeah, extent Neo- which she will let me <laughs> Neo's sleeping, so he he's not doing any zoomies right now, and I don't know how to make him do zoomies, but I really want to see him do the zoomies now. Yeah, I mean, just have to get the laser pointer out. Does Neo attack the laser pointer? He does attack the laser pointer, but it's very dangerous for his skull. <laughs> oh no, oh, he ends up running into walls and you know slamming his face on things. Aww. So yeah, he's just very stupid. He doesn't need to lose any more brain cells. Than he- <laughs> He has. Cora figured out that if she chases the laser pointer on the, the linoleum, she will slide into walls, so she only chases it on the rug. <laughs> See, Cora's smart. She's streetwise. She's, yeah, it's just, she's very street smart. And Neo's dumb as a box of rocks. <laughs> but we Stupid love him. Animal. We do love him. I love my dumb jock cat. Pretty but, pretty but stupid. <laughs>